Jamie D and Big Newt is coming at you right now. I'm Jamie D'Amico, the man. The man who keeps us afloat. That's Big Chris Newton over there. What is going on, big man? What up, though? Coming out that 49 shutout, man. Gotta be feeling good, dog. I just got two words. Monkey stomp. <laughs> that was the only thing that could possibly come out of this game that was going to be acceptable to Bills fans. And even still, Bills fans are like, why didn't we score 52? Why yeah. only 40? What what about all those empty trips to the uh to the red zone where the Bills came away with a field goal instead of a touchdown? Well, it was still a monkey stomp, as you say. <laughs> yeah, man, we're so pretentious, man. I tell you, we're we're really buttholes when it comes to that. We're never satisfied. <laughs> I tell you what, the Bills fan, and that's according to Cole Beasley. You hear about that story before we get off in the game? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just wish he would stop bringing so much crap on himself. And I, you know what? It is like we've talked about it here. It's like we haven't really heard anything since the season. We thought in the summertime this was going to be a big deal. And so he talked about how he was getting booed and people's talking crap to him, you know, behind the bench and stuff. And, and you know, the, when you look at the bench and the bills, man, that's, you know, that stuff is within earshot. You know, we're pretty close if you're sitting in that way. Right. I think that 110 uh, section, I guess. So. And he just said, I thought the Bills had the best fans in the world, but you got to look at your audience. I, I would imagine everybody's at the game is vaccinated, so I would imagine they're pro-vaccinators. But I do not support you booing your own players, uh, Bills Mafia. So I, I'm with you on that. But players need to understand that you don't win when you start criticizing your fans or the media. Once you start criticizing fans in the media – they turn on you and it just, it gets ugly from there. And I just, I just wish he didn't do that. I, I feel like Cole has been bringing problems on himself that he doesn't need to bring on himself. Come on, Cole, stop. Yeah, I would agree. You're right. It's like you heckling a comedian at his show. He has the mic, dude. You're never going to win. So I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I do understand fans frustrated because, once again, I do feel that way. I don't want someone unvaccinated messing up our season. But, I mean, I'm not for really booing my own fans. So, I don't I don't know. Nah. I, I'm in the middle with that. Sure. But, anyway, uh, let's talk about the fact that the Bills came off of the victory on Sunday against the Houston Texans, 40 to zip. It was expected. And I have to be honest with you, I don't really know what to say about that game. It was a thoroughly outmatched opponent that the Bills were supposed to beat the hell out of. They did. There was an injury, which is something we desperately didn't want. We'll have more information on that coming up as at the time of this recording. We don't know what's going on. with, And... That could be a big issue because what were we talking about last week? Well, we spent most of our time last week talking about the upcoming game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, here we are. But before we even get into that, what do we say? What do we say about that Texans victory other than it was supposed to happen? 
Well, if you look around the league, man, it's a bunch of now we're gonna get off it's a little early. I don't start the scrub stuff this early, but just for the sake of entertainment, I kinda will. It's a lot of scrub teams that beat good teams this this week. I mean, if you look at it, all the teams in New York won this week. The Jets got their first win, the Giants got their first win, and of course we won. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of scrub teams that beat good teams, man. So you could never take it for granted. Although we were 17 point favorites and we covered that. I mean, we knew that, you know, the rookie wasn't going to give us a good look. And eventually no. it just starts snowballing. We kind of got in our own way. We settled for field goals. But then once you get rolling and then they kind of just lay down, that, that happens, you know. And really, Davis Mills was reminiscent of the type of quarterback that the Bills trotted out at different times during the <laughs> during the drought. Like Jeff Tool, he was a guy who should have been on a practice squad, who really had no business starting in the NFL against a team like the Bills. But you know, their their hands are kind of tied between the Deshaun Watson situation and having Tarad injured. So, you know, what, what else were they going to do? Uh, but you've used the word scrubs a few times and I need, I give me what I need. You know what I need right now? I need you to sing it. Sing what? AAA? No, no scrubs. Oh my God. I'm not singing no TLC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my daughter here to sing that for you. Does she know that? Is she old enough to know that song? She's well, only like in eighth grade. Yeah, she's a freshman now. But you know, they they do the TikTok stuff, so they'll get all the old songs. I don't know if you're really familiar with TikTok, but Not they, they do a lot of dance moves and stuff off a bunch of old songs. So I'm sure she do know about TLC. But uh, I don't want no scrub. Scrub is the guy that ain't getting no love. Yeah, see, that's more of a girl song. I don't feel comfortable singing that on our pie, man. <laughs> Hanging up the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying, trying to, to holler at, at me. me. I don't want no... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a girl song, man. I, I can't oh, God. That. Now we're going to have to pay royalties to them since we used it. I know. They're going to have to uh, sue us for what little we make, right? <laughs> Go ahead, sue me. Okay. No. Oh man. But yeah, so, man. It, it, you can't take winning for granted, man. A lot of bad teams beat good teams, and the thing about it is, we whooped them. So that's. I mean, if it was a close game, I guess you could criticize. But I mean, you just want to get out of that game fairly healthy, and, and yeah, we don't know about the Deion Dawkins situation, and Matt Milano's up in the air too. Oh right. So I'm worried. I'm more worried about that, if anything. Um, because we need Matt Milano if we're gonna cover that high power offense of Kansas City. Teron right. Johnson, I'm I'm hoping he's gonna be available also. But to have uh you know people sitting out, and I love seeing Mr. Bisky get in there and playing, man. I love it. That's a, a winning day, man. <laughs> Especially since we didn't have to sit out there in that torrential rain, too. Oh my god. It looked a lot like the uh the opening game that we attended a few years ago against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, yep. And that that was a horrible experience that gave me PTSD. Right. And then you talk about uh your boy Davis looking like uh Bills of old. First name that came to my mind was Peterman, man. And one of my boys, man, yeah. he, he texted me. He was like, man, because he's a big Tyrod Taylor fan. And so he was like, if Tyrod would have played, it wouldn't have never happened like this. And he sent me uh, the uh, the, uh, the box score, 
And then mm-hmm. I was like, man, are you kidding me? Mills, 87 yards and four interceptions. He was like, that's like your boy Peterman. I'm like, yeah, you right. <laughs> but I also thought him, if Tyrod would have played instead of throwing four interceptions, then we just they just would have punted more. So it, it probably would have still been the same result. I mean, we probably wouldn't have scored 40, but we would have still won, I think. I, I think so. They, they just don't have – they they just don't have the guns. They they are not as talented as the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have one of the be- one of the best rosters, top to bottom. I think so. And I, yeah, they they just didn't belong on on the same field. And and I, that is something that is positive that the Bills are taking care of business when they need to. Hmm. Yep. And it and, and I tell you, man. If I was, I, I was just because I felt comfortable the whole time. Even when we started slow and uh, Josh Allen threw the early interception, it was raining. You could tell the ball slippy and stuff. Mm-hmm. I still felt comfortable, but I did find myself wondering, like, how does it feel to be a Texas fan and you got Deshaun Watson just sitting there and it's like you don't know, like his situation's not resolved. So is it a situation where we're, they're just holding him out because of legal battles or are they really trying to stick it to him because he asked for a trade? Like, I would just be like, man, look, dude, I don't care. Put him in. I'm try- I'm not trying to go out here and get whooped 40 to nothing, bro. Yeah. I. It's a tricky situation because there's a lot of – franchises that are fairly conservative when it comes to players' behavior and what they're willing to put on the field. The Buffalo Bills for many years had been one of those teams and continues to be one of those teams that is very conservative when it comes to uh, the the types of players they're going to put on there and player behavior, whereas for many years, like the Cincinnati Bengals, for example, it didn't matter what kind of trouble a guy was getting into off the field. They were willing to put him on the field. You've seen the Raiders do that. The Cowboys do that. Even to a degree, the Patriots have been doing that. And it's really, it's a business decision. And I wonder if Houston is sort of looking at it from that perspective and saying, look, we may not win games, but as an organization, we have a certain image to uphold and one of the things we don't want to do is have our the face of our franchise be somebody who is on the verge of getting in a ton of trouble for sexual assault. Yeah, and it's always better to err on the side of caution. I get it. But man, it's, I mean, how do you feel as a fan base, bro? Like, I don't know. Especially at this juncture, before anything has even gone to court and anything has been proven. It's got to be, I like I said, I understand it from a business perspective, but it's got to be a tough situation for the fans. It made even tougher by the fact that they have a third stringer starting right now. Yeah, especially one that's not ready. Probably didn't even think he'd be playing. No. You know. No, I can't imagine they did think that. So... The Bills did what they needed to do. Dawson Knox looked pretty good. They ran the ball. They were committed to running the ball. They attempted to shorten the game, which is exactly what I wanted to see going into it. And you saw the defense do what we expected the defense to do that they've already done twice this season, which is play some very confusing coverages on the back end of the defense. 
um, drive the quarterback nuts and force turnovers. Four interceptions in that game. Beautiful stuff. Jaquan Johnson with his first official interception in the NFL, and you looked good doing it. Boogie Basham, his first NFL sack in his yeah. first game, right? This was the yep. first time he dressed out. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. I love that play, man. I love that play. <laughs> he got after the quarterback, man. I, I loved it, man. It, it was just fun, bro. Yeah, it, it really was. And Tyler Medikavich coming down with an INT in the fourth quarter, that guy deserves it. You know, mm-hmm. he busts his butt on special teams, never makes a peep, just goes out, does his job. Every once in a while, they throw him a bone, and he did something with it. That's fantastic stuff. you you got to be happy when when the second and third stringers end up in the game and they, and they show out. And they do well, exactly. We yeah. rushed for almost, as a team, we rushed for almost 200 yards. We would have had 200 yards if uh, if Mitch Trubisky didn't take a couple of knees. So yeah. um, even though that's not a record, it's always good to rush for that many yards. But we could have been like the Baltimore Ravens. Did you see the end of that game? I did not. Oh, yeah. So Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, when he should have been taking a knee, they wound up winning, I think, 24-7. And so they had the ball winding the clock now, but they have like this consecutive streak of rushing um, for over 200, I think. And so he ran like a five-yard run, and that just pissed Denver Broncos off. And I'm just oh, like, yes, I heard about that. You don't want – and my thing is, I understand you doing that, but don't give it to Lamar Jackson. Like, because my thing is, if the defense gets offended, then at the bottom of the pile, you could twist his ankle, kick him in the groin. Like, I don't want my quarterback doing that. Give it to one of those running backs or something if you're going to do that. But that wasn't cool at all. But I'm glad to see that we have class. I mean, by the time Mr. Trubisky gets in the game, I mean, we weren't really trying to throw it all over the yard. But, I mean, we running the ball and we scored and so be it, you know. so Is it classy to say that we should have beat them by more? Mm. Is it classy? Yeah. I I guess not, but I mean us as a fan base, I us saying that we should have got we had too many field goals early on. When we get in the red zone, we gotta produce touchdowns. Does that sound pretentious by saying that? Not we really about 40 nothing, but I get it. Because once again, it's about because we're going to talk about the Kansas City game. You're not going to beat Mahomes kicking field goals. We all know that. We know right. the recipe for beating them. We got to hold them under 30, and somehow we got to get to 30, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can't kick field goals. So if you're looking at ahead, yeah, I, I want to be able to kick. I mean, I want to be able to get touchdowns against a, a scrubby Houston, Texas team. Now, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, that's why we always talk about how it snowballs, right? At the beginning of the game, they were playing tough. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I felt like we were going to win, but they played tough. But as the game kind of went on, they went into halftime. What was the score? 17 nothing mm-hmm. at, at half, 16, I think. Yeah. 16 nothing at half. And then we came out, and then we score again. And it's like, okay, dude, it's, it's basically over. So you start laying down. That's why the second half, we looked so much better than the first half because they're going to start laying down. Like I mm-hmm. referenced – our, my son's team, I keep talking about this. We run the ball with Big Mike. We get up 21-0, and then everything else works. 
I love that you posted videos of Big Mike running the ball. Right. And it's so funny. We had people posting other videos like, look at this kid. Look at that. And I love it, man. Thank you for all the people that uh, talk to us on Twitter, man. We get a kick out of it. And we respond to every one of them, man. That's awesome. And I do have to say, the coaches need to tell Big Mike to just stay away from the sideline. Dude. I'm going to play this for Dog, everybody on the sideline says that parents, coaches, everybody thinks that the parents think like, why does he run about? I'm like, man, because he's not a running back. He's just a tackle that we give the ball to. He has no <laughs> – dude, the dude don't even bend his knees when he runs. Like, he's running straight <laughs> up. But the kids, these 12-year-olds are so scared to hit him that he runs for like 100 yards every game. But I promise okay. you, dude, we, you, I will see you to take the footage. We're all yelling, bend your knees, like, yeah, don't run out of bounds. You know, <laughs> we're yelling it for the stands. It's just, I mean, that's just him. He's just like running towards the sideline. Oh, that's so funny. Because if I'm a coach, I'm going to say, if you see a hash mark coming toward you, turn the other way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> And it's so funny because our coaches, they got into a quarrel this week because we were winning against Highland Springs 35 nothing, And so our line coach was like, all right, second team offense, second team defense, get in. And our second team defense got in, and they scored very quickly. So our head coach was like, all right, first offense, get back in there. And everybody was like, dude, we're winning 35-7, and it's like eight minutes to go in the game. He was like, I don't care. And I'm like, mm. man, I see it both ways, bro. We try to pitch shutouts. So I that's how it was equivalent on Saturday is the Buffalo Bills game. I get it, man. You wanna you wanna score sixty. If you score forty, you wanna score sixty. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and the I, I feel like the Bills could have too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't that that's the strange thing about this team. I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. We really have it. I agree. No. Their opponents are a combined 5-11. and 11. The Bills have not played a team that has more than two wins this season. Yeah. And if you look and you start peeping, you know, I've been peeping a little bit, you know, late at night, right before I, you know, I put on my mask for my sleep out machine. I'm looking at my phone last night. I'm looking like, man, what do we got coming up? What, what, you know, what is it looking like? I start peeping down the line. Because we don't play for the Bills. We just fans. So, you know, Coach McDermott always say, oh, no, it's next game. We ain't thinking about nothing. No, we we want to see everything. So, I'm looking at the schedule, bro. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks, I mean, Kansas City, they they don't look like the big bad wolves they've been looking like lately, right? No. I mean, they but let's beautiful. talk about what has happened. Let, let's talk about them for a minute. Okay. They opened the season against the Cleveland Browns, and they won a tight one, 33-29. The Browns are 3-1. and one. They're a good team. They are. Miles Garrett, oh my God. Yeah. He, he's just wrecking people this year. In week two, they played, the Chiefs played at Baltimore and lost by a point, 36-35. It was a great game. We talked about it. I, I watched the replay of it. Instant classic, that game. And then they played the Los Angeles Chargers, lost 30-24. to lost, lost at home. Yeah, lost at home. But the Chargers are also 3-1 and one and a good team, a team that most people are expecting to go to the playoffs. And then they beat up on Philadelphia 
42-30 in a game that wasn't as close as the score. Right. So what do we make of that? I think it's more uh, how they are looking right now. Like, once again, against the uh, Eagles yesterday, and once again, we're recording Monday night, the Chargers are actually up on uh, the Raiders 7 nothing in the end of the first. But, I mean, when you look at oh. the Philadelphia game, I mean, they looked explosive. I mean, it's the usual suspects. Tyreek Hill, I think he had like three touchdowns yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. we gotta we we got guys that we gotta you know really worry about. We got a game plan for, but in Cleveland, I mean, they play some good teams, but the way they're looking, the way Mahomes is like, once again, when you running around doing them side passes, I, I don't know if that's gonna work against us, bro. Like I feel good. We're two and a half point underdogs right now, but I feel. I'm not. I'm not gonna change my prediction because I don't want to move the goalpost. But I feel very good. I feel better about this game than I have the last couple of years, and we've been playing them. I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's how I just think is how they're looking their games. That hey, I think we could get them if Josh Allen bring it. Once again, it comes down to him. If Josh Allen outplays Mahomes, we're gonna win. See, that's the thing. Like, we win sometimes when he don't play well, okay? But for us to beat the elite teams consistently, he's going to have to bring it. And this is an opportunity for him to show it. This is it. I mean, this is this is a watershed game for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. We've seen what happens when they play the Chiefs, and it's ugly. But everything seems to be set up for them to change that right now. But the question remains, and there's two big questions. How are they going to slow down Tyreek Hill, and who is going to cover Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey. That's why we need Milano. That's why yep. they said during the telecast, I mean, I know you was at the uh, at the bullpen. Um, did you all realize that power went out and they went to the studio, the uh, CBS yeah. studio? Okay, I didn't know if you got to hear all that. Um, but they, they talked about it during, you know, they talked about it during the telecast. All right, man, your your hands, okay, man, come out. You know what I'm saying? We don't. We need everybody full board next week. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully it was just the twins. We don't know anything of it yet. They're, they just said the him, Teron Johnson, are day-to-day. So hopefully we have them. And I'm looking. I don't see anything about Deion Dawkins. No, I was just saying, I know he came out the game because I think he got – um the wind knocked out on something, but he was back in the game. So that's why I didn't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you – were you talking about Cody Ford? Cody Ford got benched. That's something that I wanted to talk about. Okay, okay, we're going to get to that. Well, before we get to that, can we just look at the quick schedule real quick? Yes. What I was telling you about – I was looking at my phone, looking at the schedule, peeping while I had my sleep app machine. So I was trying to give you <laughs> give you all a nice, sexy picture of Big Newt right when you go to bed on a Sunday <laughs> night after a win with his sleep app machine buzzing, God. with his cell phone looking. I'm peeping at the schedule. I got the covers up to my eyes. I'm peeping, right? Because I don't want to bother my wife, so I got it under the covers. I don't want the light to bother her. So, yeah, um, we got the Chiefs this week, right? So then we got the Titans. All right, the Titans got took a loss this week. They didn't have AJ Brown and they didn't have uh, Julio Jones, right? Mm-hmm. But they suffered a loss in overtime, so they're beatable. Okay, Dolphins, come on now. 
Jags, yeah. child, please. Jets, bless your poor heart. Even though the rookie did look good, the rookie did look good. I give him props, but come he, on. he did. You know, I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna be a team to win one or two games. The Colts, the Colts don't look good, bro. No, the Colts don't look good. My boy Quinn Nelson ain't playing. I mean, I don't know. Then you got Saints on Thanksgiving. So that'll be a trouble, but I don't believe in Winston, even though they got a lot of injuries down there in New Orleans too. So I would imagine by Thanksgiving they're going to be more full, uh, full board. The Patriots mm-hmm. last night, the Tom Brady love fest. They're playing uh, Adele song, all that cute stuff. That, that's all great, man. <laughs> that's all great. You know, they playing a deal, you know, tired everybody hugging them and all that, you know. All that's wonderful. But I mean, and then the rookie, man, he he played good. He he went toe to toe. solid. Yeah, but I think it was because of the weather. You know, you gotta look at that too. Then we're at the Bucks in December. All right. Panthers, I think they took a loss yesterday. Uh, they're at they Patriots. Did. Falcons is going to be checked out. They're going to have their tickets to Cancun by the time we play them in January. And then the Jets <laughs> again. So now, if we play like we supposed to play, it only supposed to be three teams that could possibly beat us. And that's... It's supposed to be. that. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the, that's the Chiefs, the Titans, maybe, the Saints... And the Bucks. So, in my eyes, if we lose to any other team, that'll be a bad loss. Which the number one, the first game we played against the Steelers, that started to look like a bad loss. Because at this point, Roethlisberger looked like he needed to just put put the pads up. He needed to go right off of the sunset with Tom Brady somewhere. Yeah. Although I gotta tell you, um, the Carolina Panthers scare me. That's a team. I I think the Bills. I think they're going to be a very even matchup with the Bills, especially with the incredible defensive line that they have, or at least the way they've been performing up till now. With the issues that the Bills have had on their own offensive line, that could make for a long day for the Bills' offense. What so? What what issues we got along the offensive line? Let's talk about this real quick. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about our line. I like. We rushed for two hundred yards yesterday. Spencer uh-huh. freaking Brown. I think we just found a gym, buddy. I already love that guy. Have you <laughs> seen how animated he is on the field? Like the ridiculous stuff he does out there? He out there talking ish. It's a video of him talking trash to one of the little corners. Talking about, man, you little. You little. <laughs> and what sold me was in the fourth quarter. I think that was... um. We were running the ball. I think that was Zach Moss, and he pushed him forward for another five yards. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's my guy right there. Okay, that's see, that guy. that play right there cracked me up more than any play so far this year because <laughs> he didn't really knock Zach Morris forward for five yards, dude. What he did was Zach Moss was getting his balance back, and you see a diving Spencer <laughs> come in. Oh, I love it. From four, five yards behind and actually tackled Moss. Well, <laughs> it was awesome. He, he went flying. So, I mean, um, so we did some reshuffling along the offensive line. Um, Cody Girl Ford went, was taken out of his misery. Yep. Which we, we kind of saw that. We predicted that, that it was going to happen. And I'm glad that we were able to pull the trigger. 
Um, if you feel like he's not performing just because he had a high drive pick, don't leave him in there, dude. We're trying to accomplish something. So, so the jury is still out on what Darrell Williams can do as a guard. We, we don't know. We haven't seen a lot of it yet. And the Texans were missing two or three of their better defenders. We saw that John Feliciano was terrible against Casey Hayward. Deion Dawkins, I wanted to call him Dawson Knox. Mm-mm. Deion Dawkins seems to be pulling into form after a really bad start to the season. But we don't, I, I guess there's, we're going to say that, in, okay, they don't have problems on the offensive line. They now have question marks because we don't know exactly what we're going to get from the right side anymore. That's fair. I'm just saying, obviously, on the left side, we need Feliciano to come back. But Bunkinger's in the game. I mean, if you roll, if we roll out against Kansas City, Dawkins, Buttinger, Morris, uh, Williams, and Spencer-Brown against the Chiefs, I feel good about it. I feel I feel better than when Cody Ford was in. And I ain't to say Cody Ford playing horrible, but I feel like it gives me hope. Like, okay, I want to see something new. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love it. And like I said, yeah, Houston's not that good. They're missing guys, but we did what we were supposed to do, and we ran the ball, especially the second half. We imposed our will and ran the ball and was getting first down. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the beginning of something for me. Now, if we play the Steelers, dude, the Steelers got one of the best front sevens in the league. So, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily – you're not going to see that every week. But once again, looking at this schedule, I mean – yeah, the Chiefs got a pretty good decent decent line, but we need Josh Allen to play and just run the ball to supplement it. Then right. Tennessee, the, the Bills had a very difficult time with Chris Jones last year. Right, the three hundred ten pound defensive end, the the guy. Yeah, not only is he a cheap shot artist, but he's a good player. And Frank Clark missed this past game with a hamstring injury. Um, that would be great if he wasn't back on the field against the Bills. But Frank Clark is it. He'll be matched up against Deion Dawkins for probably the entire game. Um, if prop, that's probably a pretty even matchup. Chris Jones is the one who worries me, though. What's he going to do coming off of the right-hand side of the line? Right. I mean, as long as he don't have a TJ, I mean, a, uh, a TJ Watt type of day, I mean, we, right. we could scheme things to contain and offset him, you know. Right. So I just look at it. I don't really look at individuals. I, unless you're going to go out and have four or five sacks, like uh, what's the name did for Cleveland, then mm-hmm. we could do scheme stuff to offset that. T.J. Watt pretty much wrecked us too, but their whole front seven is very good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we can scheme to get away from that. But, I mean, once again, I, I'm I'm intrigued by it. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be one of the keys for me to look and. Like I said, from what I've seen about Spencer Brown extended time this week, I love it. Give it to him. I, he, I like he's him. young, and he's young. He's a rookie. And he was what, third, fourth round? Third rounder. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to take time. He's going to have rough outings. But I tell you, I like I like what I saw this week. And Did you see he, when he was dancing, announcing the penalty on the defense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's so entertaining. So, even if he goes out and he wets the bed against the Chiefs, okay, Go out and play again against the Titans. And after that, you got the Dolphins, Jags, Jets, Colts. So even if you play bad two games, I bet you you're going to ball out the other four. So I'm good with it. I'm just at a man, point Man, that's now, a great way of looking at it. Yeah, man. When you win by 40, you optimistic, bro. 
<laughs> when you win by 40, you look at the bright side. I mean, I, I'd rather see that than keep on wasting time with Corey Ford. Because once again, I think it's one of those situations where if he was not drafted where he was, then we probably would have been moved on for him. So make the, like either what's the old adage? Either crap and get off the pot. Like, yeah, we getting off the pot. We're moving on. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because sometimes the Bills are so quick to move on from players like they were Quentin Spain, but other times they keep guys like Brian Winter in the lineup when when you know that they don't belong on the field. Dude, we knew I, in training camp he didn't belong on the field, dude. When Epinesa yeah. ruined we talk about that all the time, when Epinesa ruined him on the, in practice, like, oh yeah, we were like, oh yeah, this guy ain't going to make it. Yeah. And yet he started like half the season. Frustrating. So there are a variety of possibilities in this game against the Chiefs. Bills could win. Bills could lose. The score could be close or the score could be really far apart. Is there anything that would cause you to feel particularly good or particularly negative about the game? Yeah, if we get blown out, why you would why would a, a, get, a blowout would bother you? Hell yeah! Why would you? You wouldn't look at it and be like, "Hey, you know what? They're a great team. We just didn't have it." No, because okay. if, we, if we get blown out, that means something's wrong. Like, okay, even if the de- like the defense, like let me defense right now, we are what? What do we say? Da, 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 da. According to Buffalo Bills PR, Buffalo, we're in, da, 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 da. we number one in points allowed with 44 points. De- uh, the Denver Broncos are number two. Um, point differential, we're number one in the NFL right now, plus 90. The next mm-hmm. closest team is the undefeated Arizona And I got to give shout out to Arizona Cardinals, boy. They are balling. They I are. Some of that, I watched some of that game. They took the Rams behind the woodshed like – the Rams were undefeated too, and they treated them like y'all ain't like y'all was some scrubs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the Arizona Cardinals were led by Kyler Murray, who right now at the four games, I would say is the MVP, the uh front runner for MVP, dude. That dude's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're number two in point difference with 55. All right. Um, point score, we're number two tied. We're uh we're tied with the Chiefs. 134 points, and number one is Arizona Cardinals. So you need to give me that level of play, and it's on prime time, Sunday night, dude. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But let me ask you this. Would we say that after after the Rams got a beat down by the Cardinals, do we think that the Rams are not a good team, or do we think it was just a bump in the road? Ooh, that's a good one. And I'm asking that and how it applies to the Buffalo Bills because it could be a bump. No, no, I understand where you're going with this. It could be a bump in a road, but because of our history the last couple of years with the Chiefs, we need this a lot more psychologically than they do. That's where I am with it. Yeah. So we need it. So if we get blown out, why would we get blown? So if you say, well, Chris Newt, how would you feel? Why would we get blown out? Well, that means if we get blown out, that means that Josh Allen didn't play well and our defense sucked. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. If if our defense plays like it's been playing and Josh Allen plays well, we will win. But I don't know if that's going to happen. 
That's the, that's the only reason why I question it. <laughs> I sort of see it the way you do. The Rams lost, but it didn't cause me to. It didn't cause me to question them as a team. But with the Bills, we think we know what's going to hold them back. We've seen what held them back the past three games against the Chiefs. Can they correct it to get over the hump? Because, see, there's nobody who has consistently stood in the Rams' way over the past few years. They have competed against teams, and the NFC has been up and down. Uh, Various teams have been good, have not been good, have been competitive. It's not like the AFC, where the Chiefs absolutely rule the conference. And that's the team you have to knock off. The Chiefs are right now what the Buffalo Bills were in the early 1990s. They are the team. You have to go through them in order to advance, and nobody could at the time. It's sort of like similar to what the Patriots were for 20 years. Right. You have to get through them in order to be a Super Bowl contender. The Bills need to get this monkey off of their back. I agree. I agree. So when you ask me, like, is this a must-win? I mean, it isn't a must-win, but I just think it's important psychologically. You gotta, you gotta show. It's kind of like when we beat New England. Like nobody ever wanted to say we were gonna beat New England until we done it. So now, if we could go into their place, then all that that happened the last two years, all that don't matter because now if they beat us, now we could. Let's say if we run the table, we go fifteen and two the rest of the way. Let's say they're the one seed and we're the two seed, and we play for the uh, AFC Championship at their place. Nobody's going to think we can win that game. But mm-hmm. if we beat them now, if we beat them Sunday, and we go 52, get the one seed, everybody will be on our side. And confidence, man, I'm telling you, confidence is a big thing in sports. Confidence is half. One, one thing I always tell people, like the younger people and stuff, you know, I'm like the old uncle at this point, giving young the young bloods, you know, giving them, you know, little nuggets on life. Like confidence is important in two important things. Sports and talking to girls. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> you gotta have confidence, even if you think you're gonna get shot. Women, look, all our little single listeners, I'm giving you some nuggets, so write this down. Okay. Women, more than anything, like confidence in a man. You gotta almost be cocky. And if you are cocky, you're gonna win more than you're being the opposite way. Trust me. But little cocky, yes, but don't venture over to arrogant. It's a fine line. I agree. It, it is a fine line. It's a fine line. Going back to the bills, though, I mean, I just think it's one of those situations where this is a confidence builder, you know what I'm saying? And it'll make up for the Pittsburgh loss. Because right now, like I said, we got one bad loss, even though almost a quarter of the season's done, all right, and – uh just like Chopin the Bulldog, I believe, said, is we're not at a quarter of the season, not yet, all right? Um, Mm -hmm. The quarter of the season will be after the first quarter of the Kansas City game. So since you got seven. Accurate. Yeah, so. Or maybe that was Howard and Jeremy. I'm sorry, not Chopin the Bulldog. That was Howard and Jeremy I was listening to, and they pointed that out because it's 17 games. So now instead of of, uh, first quarter before games, it'll be the first quarter of the fifth game. Right now the Chiefs are one game off the pace. Bills are 3-1. and The Raiders are 
well, they have a game playing right now. They may end up three and one uh, by the time we're done here. The one game off the pace, there'll be two games off the pace if Buffalo wins. Is a two-game lead a quarter into the season enough of a buffer? I'm not going to say enough because it's a long season. And remember it, last year, if y'all said, well, why y'all so down on the bill? Let's feel good. Man, Remember, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I'm realistic, Reggie. Look at the Steelers last year. Steelers, you would have thought they were going to win the Super Bowl, and then they just fell apart at the end for whatever reason. So what I say it's enough of the bubble, it's still a long way. A lot of things are going to happen, you know, but I will like where we're at if we beat mm-hmm. the Chiefs. I will say really like where we're at. I like where we're at now, but I will really like where we're at if we beat the Chiefs. <laughs> it is a long season, and I've mentioned it before, but – the Super Bowl champs were eight and five at one point last season. That doesn't sound like a team that is going to win the Super Bowl, but they did because it's a long season. Exactly. Exactly. And and we could get better, man. I mean, like I said, Josh Allen has got better over the weeks. Because I mean, I I did not like him against the Steelers, but that's a tough front. Everybody oh. in the league don't have a front like that, so. I didn't like him against the Dolphins either. I really, I've only liked Josh Allen against Washington against because Washington. he was he was good, not great against uh, against Houston. Um, and you know that's more than enough in, in in this case. But against Kansas City and against Tennessee, we need superstar Josh Allen. And it could happen because both of the games are going to be on national TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think think they're up for TV except for the playoffs. But Thanksgiving, Dallas, man, that was coming out. I mean, I tell you so. Hopefully we get it. So are the Bills going to beat the Chiefs? I'm putting you on the spot here. I think we can, but I'm not going to change my prediction. We're two-point underdogs. I'm not. I, I had us losing. I hope to God we win. I think we can win, but I'm not. Gonna, my prediction was we're going to lose this game. So I don't think the Bills are ready quite yet because they haven't fully pulled it together the way I think they're capable of, and they need to be clicking on all cylinders. Because here's the thing: the Chiefs have lost two games, and they haven't been the Chiefs of old. We know that they're not the Chiefs of old, but it's a nationally televised game. It's the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be up for this. This is not this is not the Buffalo Bills team that snuck up on people in the past. This is the Buffalo Bills team that the Chiefs are pissed at because people are saying Josh Allen's better than Patrick Mahomes. People are saying the Buffalo Bills are the favorite for the Super Bowl. They want to make a statement. The Chiefs do. Yes, the Chiefs do. You think so? Absolutely. They do not like the fact that they just went to the Super Bowl and a different team is being predicted to go back. That's fair. And like I said, and I, I guess they got a chip on this because they haven't been looking good. So I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. But I just think some of it in their mind is they really don't probably care until the playoffs. They've done this rodeo before. And, yeah. and it's hard to get up for regular season games. You know? so More than anything – 
I just don't think the Bills have solved Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I don't think they've solved it yet. Okay. I'm, I, the, I talked about the offensive line be something I'm really going to pay attention to Sunday night. The next thing is probably our D-line. And Oliver, mm-hmm. man, I don't know if it was because it was Houston and he's from Texas, so he wanted to show out. I mean, he was kind of throwing up the horn. Every time he made a play, he was kind of throwing up the horns, you know, for Texas, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. I want to see what I want to see what our defensive line does against, um, you know, the inexperience of Kansas City. They got some changes over there, so I'm eager to see how the D line fare, and and that's going to be a telltale sign, also. Hmm. I think you're right. This I can't wait. Like for two weeks now. I know. <laughs> for two weeks now, I I didn't want. I didn't even want that Texans game to happen. I, right. I, I didn't. I, right. I just wanted to get right to right. the Chiefs game, and get I can't the, wait. Right. It is like it's so funny, man. It's like, do you fast forward? Like, I wish it could be like Sunday night right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give you a year of my life. That's how bad I want to see this game. I like, I'll give you a year of my life. I mean, a year. I'm sorry, not a year. A week off my life. I'll, I just wish it was Sunday night right now. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I can't. I really can't. I'm really looking forward to this game, dude. I, I, I can't wait. Especially and, and, since my Irish lost this week. We lost to Cincinnati. So, yeah. Since he's been tough this year. They have. They have. But it's embarrassing to lose to a non-power five team at yeah. home, you know. But and it's so it's so deafening because it's like now in college football when you lose one game, it's like your season's essentially over. I mean, you can still have a good year, go eleven and one, go to a decent bowl, but you, we pretty much know we're not going to play for a championship this year. So that's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. So, College football, so strange. It is. They need to. They need to have more people in the uh, playoffs. I think that's what makes college basketball so wonderful. Because literally anybody, ha- everybody has a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's really March Madness is the best sporting event there is. I concur. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, man, let's wrap this bad boy up. Do you have a song? I do, man. It's big week, so Bill's Mafia. Let's get it going. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs>